Hi, this is Dean. I'm Carrie. With Weird World Podcast. We have a quick update here on the Utah monolith. This is already twice now. We did a... Uh, <laughs> I was going to say this might have to be a daily thing. No, we're, this is probably the last one. But I want to update now because we did, there is some news on the now famous Utah monolith. It, it appears that we know who took it. First we, of all, the... We do. Uh, Pardon? Yeah. I don't well, know. probably. Not for sure, for sure, for sure, but more than likely. The San Juan County Sheriff's Department first wasn't taking the whole thing very seriously as a theft. In fact, they uploaded a most wanted poster on their website that was kind of a jokey version, and it had the faces of, for suspects, they were replaced by, like, big bug-eyed aliens. It's like, uh, ah. They're embracing the whole alien thing, aren't they? They are, and, and just having fun with it. But as I guess some people got kind of pissy, so they took it more seriously as a potential theft. And then, though, it um, we have some more details on exactly what happened to it. So all we knew when we uploaded the main episode a few days ago was that the monolith had gone, and we did a kind of little add-on. Right. Well, we know how it was gone now, when it was gone. It was the night of Friday, December 27th. So a little earlier than I would have thought, it was taken, but there was at night, about 8.30 or so, Eight. there was an adventure photographer named Ross Bernards out there taking some very, very cool pictures of the dome. And if, if we can, I don't know if we can, <laughs> we'll put them up on the website. But he's from Colorado. He's out there taking pictures with a friend. And he's like, I think, I guess, 8.30 or 8.40, these four guys, just their voices started echoing from the canyon, and they just descended onto the site and immediately started to mess with the monolith. They, I'll, I'll read, they worked in twosomes. This is from the New York Times. With an unmistakable sense of purpose, they gave the monolith hard shoves, and it started to tilt toward the ground. Then they pushed it in the opposite direction, trying to uproot it. And they it's did. shimmying. They, they, they shimmied. The they shimmied. Yeah. It slammed <laughs> to the ground. They dismantled it very quickly and took it away in a wheelbarrow to their truck. So what would you think the obvious culprits are here? The people that put it up. Yeah, but it turns out, maybe not, because Bernard's heard one of them say something like, this is why you don't leave trash in the desert, which maybe indicates they're like, you know, environmental types or something like that. Yeah. And not the artist, because the artist presumably would not think his artwork is trash, Correct. his or her artwork. So, but in either case, I, it's not a theft. I guess not. I mean, you put something in someplace illegally and someone right. steals that from you, I guess not. I mean, if I went out there and left a piece of trash, I mean, you know, if I left. Well. But you know what I mean. Yeah. One of them also said, leave no trace. So again, these the, the photographer and his friend were of the thought that, you know, I these guys were some kind of environmental warriors or something like that. The friend, by the way, his name was Michael James Newlands. He was also from Colorado, and he did. So the, the, the photographer said, I'm not going to stick my big-ass professional camera in their face and maybe cause trouble yeah. with them. So his friend took a couple of sly cell phone pictures. We will post those. And you can see, interestingly, beneath the stainless steel panels is a plywood structure, and it is hollow as we were speculating er yeah. in our earlier episode. So it is hollow, It was, and they just sort of attached them, the stainless steel panels to these plywood panels, riveted them together, and voila. And then they must have, again, they must have used a saw to get it into the ground. Yeah, that makes sense. So is it, there's a couple of good pictures there of it. Just a couple of days later, so now just it is, um, we're, we're going to upload this here 
late Wednesday night, December 2nd, just yesterday, a guy named Andy Lewis from Moab, Utah said, that was us. Oh. That was me and my crew. He is a professional sportsman, according to the article I read. I'm not 100% with it. <laughs> Outside of 19th century England, I'm not sure what that is. But he said, we did it. He posted a 27-second kind of grainy video on Facebook to, to, as proof. He's a 34-year-old slackline performer who special. I don't know what that is either. It's a slack line. I get, he, like, like zip lines, maybe? I don't know. I'm not positive, to be honest. I didn't look up slackline performer. But yeah. he does high-altitude stunts, and he actually was in the 2012 Super Bowl halftime show with Madonna. Oh, I think he's a tightrope walker. I Really? I wonder I if that's what it is. I don't think so. I don't think so. But nice guess. I don't know either. But they, he said they took it upon themselves to destroy the sculpture to protect the area, not just from uh, you know random works of art, but all the people who are descending on it and going to yeah. muck with the environment. So he's playing himself as, as a kind of an environmental warrior of some sort, but he's been in trouble in the past in that same area for illegal base jumping. Oh. So I, one of those kind of guys. His bona fides are a little suspect on that count. But that's who apparently did it. And then just the day after he, he or, or shortly after he came forward, his co-conspirator also came forward, a 34-year-old daredevil known as Sketchy Andy. <laughs> he said, I was part of that crew who took down the monolith. So it was some guy named Lewis and Sketchy Andy and a couple other guys who apparently took down the monolith. I was right about slack lines, by the way. Okay, so what's a slack line performer? It's like a tightrope walker, but it it's is? like a, but it's like bungee, and they yeah. do little jumps on it and stuff like that. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah, I don't remember from the Super Bowl. Then again, I fast forward over the uh, halftime show. Yeah, I don't for, watch the Super Bowl. Yeah, so now one last bit of news, and then we'll move on from the Utah monolith. I assume forever, <laughs> but as we argued at the end of our episode, we said, "Look, it'd be great if people." Every five years, there's a new model of somewhere in the world. Well, it didn't yeah. take five years. It took a couple of weeks because one has already appeared in Romania just a few days ago. What does that one look like? That one is very similar. It's also about 10 to 12 feet tall. We'll have some pictures of that. It's kind of a dull metal, so it's made... It's clearly... Uh, funking off of the Utah monolith, which, of course, we know almost certainly funks off 2001 Space Odyssey from yeah. Martha C. Clark. This one was found in a town called Piatra Nint. No idea if that's pronounced right. <laughs> I apologize, Romania. It's on the Bat Batka Domne Plateau. I, I nailed that. No, I didn't, probably. And it's it's kind of this, I don't know, it's not, it's not super shiny, but it has these weird loops all over it. So it's not just a pure, unmolested metal. It has these loopy designs all yeah, over it. it's like brushed. You've never seen that? I no. What is? What do you mean? Well, we'll show a picture of it, but it's I, it brushed me. Well, I yeah. don't know if it's the same. You want to come over here and look at it? It might not be what you're thinking of. It's not what you're thinking of. It looks like a design. So now it's not. It's not any brush. It looks like a purposeful design. It looks like incompetent graffiti. It's not. It's like well, a, it an illiterate like, person's graffiti. Yeah. No? I mean, it just looks like somebody drew loopies yeah. on it with like a. I don't know. I feel like it would have been a lot cooler without that. But anyway, that's so it's now in Romania. It looks actually, I mean, it didn't, the picture I have doesn't have anyone next to it, but it looks more than 10 feet tall. It looks pretty pretty high. And the mayor of the town, 
said he wouldn't mind if it did attract some tourists. Yeah. He'd be completely okay with that. <laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> so he's happy. He's happy. We're happy. So the Utah monolith is gone. We think we know who took it. A professional sportsman and a guy named Sketchy Andy and two other people <laughs> unnamed. And it has been copied already in Romania. Let it go ahead and sprinkle throughout the world. And every town should have their own metal monolith. Why not? Yeah, I just, again, I just wish it looked cooler. I wish it was a neater thing. I think it's kind of cool, actually. Uh, no. I'm going to do one. Can we do one? No. We can make it out of foil and balsa wood. Just, you know, make it a little lighter. No? Yeah. I'm hearing, no. I'm, I'm not getting a positive response here. No. People. I prefer like some sort of cool sculpture or something. A big rectangle just isn't that aesthetically pleasing to me. Well, let's work on it. Pleasing. Let's workshop it. We'll yeah. come back, listen to send us any advice for what we should build. And put in, I don't know, say, our backyard. You're going to have to buy me a blowtorch and soldering equipment. and. All right. We're moving on into <laughs> some other endeavor. And uh, we'll, do, we'll, we'll not be doing that. Anyway, that's the last of our, I think, our updates on the Utah monolith. Stay tuned tomorrow for Lizzie Borden Part 2. Anything else, Care? That is all. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye. See ya.